Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, how are you going? I'm good. Happy Easter, Richard. Happy, happy, happy couple of days after Easter. Yes. How is how's your Easter Easter holiday weekend been? I think I think like most people, um, it's been it's been very cold and rainy. So we spent a lot of time at home, and um, like most people, it's just been a blur of chocolate and Easter eggs and did, kids running around the house because it's school holidays. Did you have an egg hunt on the Christmas on? On uh, on Sunday, uh, we have our egg hunts on Friday because the kids can't wait. I've got a couple, quiet couple of days, which is nice, and we've been doing a little bit of sorting. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, can I can I put a plug in? Yeah, plug away. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Brick Architect website. It's another one of the fan medias, but one of the resources that Tom Alfin, who runs the site, has created is stickers that work in a um that are designed to be printed off with your label maker and you can then use those to label your little drawers if you're tending to keep your small parts in little drawers so i've been busy running off lots of stickers and um we've been getting some of the parts sorted out and more importantly making sure that we don't have drawers containing or three or four drawers containing the same parts so we can uh rationalize it improve the quality of the sorting around and get ourselves to a little bit close to that lego utopia which is no unsorted parts in the living room there there is no lego utopia the lego utopia is no unsorted parts in the Le- in in the living room <laughs> amazing um we'll drop a we'll drop a link to the um to tom's um st- sticker sheet guide sticker resource um on thebrickarchitect.com um, in the show notes. So go, go ahead and check it out. We shall do. Um, yeah, but I've, they've been great to use and just makes it a bit easier to work out where to put things. And otherwise, I've been playing with Ninjago. Ah, oh, amazing. Amazing. What, yeah. have you, what have you built? So so over the last, last probably the last month, I've been playing with a few of the Ninjago sets. Um Jay, so these are from the core series from the first half of this year. Now, um, the the core, the concept of Ninjago Core means um, these are the sets released in the first half of the year. They do not tie directly into the animated series, and this is great if you've not had the energy to go through six or through what is it now, 11, 12 years of back catalogue. Um, and need to know that you'd say so you don't need to know every last skerrick of the law, um, L-O-R-E. Um, it also gives the designers the chance to um, design stuff that doesn't need to tie in with what's happening in the program. Um, I guess that's another aspect. And it um, in the past, we've had sets relating to the program release early in the year and it's we've not really been able to get any context for it until you know much later on and so these these are great they're just 
classic Ninjago sets and I've been looking at the big mech Jay's, uh, Jay's Titan mech, um, but also a couple of the smaller mechs. There's um, Lloyd versus... Um, Lloyd versus a Bone Warrior and in sort of the smaller scale mechs. And I've also been playing... Oh, yes, the mech riding a motorcycle. It's not limited to Ghost Rider on um, LEGO Super Heroes, but also in Ninjago we've got Kai riding... A Kai, Kai and a mech riding a motorcycle. And then there is the Ninja Creative Box. It's the other one I've been playing with, which is a... Um, like like oh, it's basically a creator set it's got the parts for um well the suggested models include a car a motorbike um and then some buildings as well including the dojo you get kai and naya master Wu, a bone warrior and a couple of ninja apprentices male and female sort of touchstone characters for the kids playing with the set and uh, the little builds included uh, are quite charming and look lovely. But I'll have to admit, I was concerned at the fact that I was getting all of these mechs and I didn't have anywhere to put them. So I built myself a parking garage for for Kai's um, red fire mech that also gives it also gives Naya a chance to um, work to upgrade and. Um, Build, build up the mech as well as as she is wont to do with these things so um, I, I did quite enjoy just the challenge of trying to achieve that with the parts in the set and uh, yeah overall these are all great sets particularly designed to aim towards younger builders um, Jay's Titan mech is aimed at sort of older ones sort of around mm. more close to sort of 10 years old it's a great um, really rounded, smooth shape, sort of styled after sort of 90s anime mix. And um, the other sets that I was playing with, they're much certainly well suited to, to younger builders, but they also provide a good collection of pieces that you might find otherwise a little bit rare, particularly in gold, but also some dark green plates in the Ninja Creative box. And... Um, also, the one by three sort of cutout slopes, curve cutout slopes. Um, yeah, look, really enjoyed playing with all of these and putting them all together. Um, and yeah, my reviews on the blog now. What about you? What have you been looking at over the last couple of weeks? <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to top. Um, I'm not sure I can uh, <laughs> cover an entire um, you know an entire wave um, in such a short time as you've just did well i haven't um, touched the dragons yet so that's, oh, that's coming the next time <laughs> there we go there we go that that's a nice reminder for me to to build um my namesake mech jay's titan mech um, yes which is, it's a great build you won't regret it which is on it's just on my to-do list which just never seems to um you know which which i just never seem to be able to clear it's like it's like the mythical inbox zero i'll just never get there um, what what have I been building? Um, I've been building minifigures. Um, I got the got the new Disney, one hundred minifigures, um, which I've just reviewed and put on the blog. So, um, the the second collectible minifigures series of the year is a celebration of one hundred years of Disney, uh, and they've brought back the uh, and and they've kept to the eighteen character. Um, minifigure series mm-hmm. 
which is nice, which is, is which is you know consistent with um, Disney series one and two. Um, although although modern minifigure series are um, twelve character slots, um, it's a really good series if you're into Disney. And I think one of the one one of the strongest I would say licensed minifigure series. There's there's there's, there's a lot more hits um, than misses. Um, you know, if 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 you want to be nitpicky, mm-hmm. there's 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 a couple of characters that I would you know personally swap out um, if I could. Um, but when you're covering 100 years of um, Disney, which you know now encompasses Pixar as well, there's yeah. you know there's just no shortage of characters. So you can debate about who should be in or who should not be in until the cows come home. Um, yeah, but a few a few very interesting minifigures um, that 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 I personally like. Uh, Pinocchio. We have to talk about Pinocchio because he has a nose. Pinocchio has a nose. Pinocchio has a nose. Kind of glued to his face. So it's 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 um Pinocchio's head is a regular minifigure head. Uh, yeah. and he has a nose attached or fused to the front of it, which is um <laughs> which is cool, but also very it's um it's like a bizarre it's a it's a really bizarre feeling. Like when you you know, like I I don't know, it's just it's it's just something that you don't typically expect um, because minifigures typically don't have noses. Um, is it the same sort of plastic or is it a rubbery feeling? Same hard plastic. Okay. Yep. Um, it would have been weird if, if it was rubbery plastic because um, then you get to, I don't know, just, just jiggle it about, which probably for the better. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Pinocchio has a nose, which is... Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's it's just such a just feels very taboo because minifigures typically don't have noses. Like the list of um, minifigures with noses printed on them is very very small. Um, I think most 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 notably um, were the um, Indians in the Western team from the late nineties. Those um, those all had noses for mm. some reason. And, and um, the Navi from Avatar. Are those minifigures though? Yeah, kind of. But yeah, Navi. The but they've got they've got weird heads, so they don't like they don't count because you're too busy being distracted by the weird heads. Yeah, yeah, weird heads, weird long heads, uh, with chins. So not 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 quite what I would you know kind of call an orthodox minifigure. Um, I think Time Pinky Twisters. Mouse. Time Twisters had a dude. Oh, yeah. with a, Timmy had a pr- little printed nose. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the one that's been used um, quite a bit um, in like town as well, and I think that's pretty much it in terms of minifigures with noses. Um, Vol- Voldemort has like slits on his on his face. I think it's kind of ironic that the only character in the Harry Potter films that has no nose is the only minifigure that is depicted with one. Yeah, but now you have Pinocchio with a protruding um, nose, which grows as he. Um, tells lies so incredibly accurate it makes the you know elevates the minifigure to um, a whole new level um but yeah just just it's just weird like you will like when you see it you'll be like oh this is this is different um because it is um oh yeah enough about Pinocchio. it is different yeah 
uh, we get a bunch of uh, we get a bunch more Disney princess minifigures. Um, excitingly, we get Pocahontas, which um, is 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 the first time we've ever gotten uh, Pocahontas. She a, she's not appeared as as a mini doll, has she? No, she has not. Um, she's appeared as a mini doll in art um, and in like marketing material. Um, and she is coming in a um, a big Disney Princess Battle Pack set that's coming out in June. Um, oh yes, the Magical Treehouse with thirteen um, Disney princesses. But yeah, very rare to get a um, to to get a princess debut as a minifigure. So Pocahontas is there. You've got Mulan. You've got Tiana, and you've got Aurora. Um, you get you get a really nice selection of of iconic Disney villains like Cruella Deville, mm-hmm. um, the Evil Queen from Snow White, Queen of Hearts, um, and Doctor Facilier from Facilier Facilier from Tiana, as well as uh, Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. Um, and to say nothing of of um, and this is where the generation between us um, becomes apparent when I say Prince John from Robin Hood. There you While go. I may have never actually seen the Disney Robin Hood, I certainly enjoyed reading the comics of the that that appeared in the in the um, weekly Disney magazine back in mm. nineteen seventy five yep. as. Um, you know, we we only had a cinema screen active in the town hall during the during the school holidays, and I'm pretty sure they never showed Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't literate enough to be able to read the cinema program anyway at that stage. But um, yeah. I always, I, I've quite, I have to admit, I'm kind of excited to see those figures arrive, and I just love the idea of of um, Robin Hood now being the the fox being a forest man. He's an honorary forest man, and I'm going to be putting him into a forestment setup um may have a photo to drop on instagram very very soon but yeah he fits in very well um yeah so a, a really good series that um that spans that does a good job spanning different eras of disney from classic disney um you know you've got oswald the lucky rabbit which uh which i just learned of um earlier this year when 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 the brickheads dropped so that was walt disney's um and oob Ub, you work i'm not sure mm. how that um you know that was walt disney's first um character that predates mickey mouse by um an entire year mm. um you got you know uh, mickey from fantasia um that, that's been my favorite form of mickey mouse yeah, yeah. forever the, the most iconic I think Mickey Mouse, apart from like the Steamboat Willie, um, black and white Mickey Mouse, I think that's you know. Um, it's, cer- it's, it's certainly it's certainly the um, most iconic film role for Mickey Mouse. I think you know the look of the standard Mickey in red shorts, like you sort of have on the watch. That's that sort of almost the iconic look of Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse, the character, but not Mickey Mouse the movie star. Yep. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just a really good, um, a really well-balanced and well-curated series that will, um, that, that Disney fans will absolutely love. Um, if, if you want to nitpick, there are a few, like, characters which I think are a bit of a miss, 
Um, I think Jiminy Cricket is is odd because he's a minifigure and he's, you know, not quite to scale with Pinocchio. Like, I feel like Jiminy should have been a, like, a molded accessory or animal. But um, the, the same could be said for Tinkerbell. Same could be said for Tinkerbell, but you know, think you know, Tinkerbell's a bit more. You know, she has she has a she has she has a more normal humanoid form, whereas Jiminy Cricket they just printed his face on a on a on a regular minifigure head. So oh, it it works for me. It it, it works. It's it like it, it it they give him minifigureness. Um, yeah, but and, like and a molded head, I think would 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 be a bit more accurate to me. Um, I, I'm I'm going to suggest that they'd used up their molded head budget mm. for the series. And, yep, and um, you also have um, Baymax, which is which is quite interesting um, because they they minifigurized him as well. Mm. Um, he's got weird. He's not weird. He's got he's got like large arms to give him kind of that balloon shape. So you have that silhouette going on, but. I think his body is just a bit too skinny for um, an accurate Baymax, and you know, mm. I in my review I compared it to Biggie from Trolls, which, if you're unfamiliar with, was a um, was a one-off team that um, that Lego did um, to tie into the Trolls. Was it World Tour? Trolls World Tour? Yeah. Um, movie. And you had Biggie, which was, you know, like, like he's like a big blue troll and he's got a, you know, completely custom molded kind of big sized body. And I feel like that, like they should have gone down that route for Baymax because he just, you know, just a bit too small, a bit too small, too skinny for a, for a balloon healthcare, uh, a balloon shaped, um, cuddly, soft and squishy healthcare robot. Mm. Um, Stitch, Stitch is great as well. So we've got Experiment Six Two Six. So Stitch is in a spacesuit, and he has that um, that very rare double minifigure arm. Um, so he's got effectively four arms. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, but without having to do the um, Garmadon double yeah, torso. Yeah, double thing. torso. Yeah. So that's very cool. We've we've only seen that. Um, that that double minifigure arm once um, on an alien from the um, the uh, solo Star Wars story sets. So no, yep. yep. So it's great to great to get it in a you know in a more accessible and affordable format. So Stitch Stitch is great. Uh, would have loved would have loved Lilo, um, but you know maybe next time. There's there's, there's literally like. Lego could produce a eighteen slot Disney minifigure series every year, and they would not run out of material for the next decade or so. Like that's just how big of a library Disney has that they could tap mm. uh, into for ideas, for inspiration, for characters. Um, so yeah, the list goes on and on. But very very solid series, and yeah, fans will be will be. Very very happy. Um, Disney fans will be delighted with the the series. I think I think it's on par with series one um, in terms of just how strong of a you know collectible minifigure series it is. Um, yeah, and that's coming out in May for most of the world. Uh, but for us here in Australia, we'll have to wait till June. So yeah. our Lego minifigures 
release dates tend to get staggered and delayed by about a month. That's been consistent for the last two-ish years, I would say. Mm. Yeah. The box has arrived with the figures having already been pre-filled. Pre-filled. Yes. Shame. It's it's interesting. You you wonder if if um, perhaps Jiminy. I'm just having a look at the your pictures of the Mulan figure, and she comes with crikey um, printed on the side of a one by two. Mm. Sorry, a one by one round brick. And I don't think that that effect would have worked quite so well for Jiminy Cricket because he is, I suppose, a much more impactful yep. character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I don't mind what they've done with with Jiminy Cricket. I, I I can understand why you'd have preferred to see a, a molded head, but I think I quite like having him preserved as a proper minifigure. Mm. And and this is the forty fifth anniversary this month of minifigures being released. Ah, oh, is it forty five? Wow. Okay, big big milestone. Mm. This this is also why they've released that new model at the. Lego house. Lego house, yeah. The um the pirate. Yeah, so yeah. Very, very solid series and looks like a solid series, yes. Yeah. And lots of lots of really good um you know new molds. You know, Robin Hood and Prince John are, are excellent. I think yeah, Robin Hood's great, but I just wish that there was a a black line for his mouth. It just kind of bleeds in and the whole thing is just white so it's 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 not as easy to make out where his yeah his mouth is um yeah but otherwise surely your daughter owns a texter or a fine liner of some description yeah we don't vandalize um and desecrate our minifigures um i think someone on twitter suggested um uh forcibly removing pinocchio's nose to see what would happen um because you know it kind of looks glued on. You can kind of see where the part is fused onto I'd, the onto the minifigure head. I'd have loved it if they made it double sided. So one one side with virtually no nose, and one side with it with a nose, and having a little groove in the back of his hat for the nose to slot into. Yeah, or two that heads. Cool. Just include two heads. Oh, then you lose one. Ah, oh, true. Well, that's what I do with them anyway. Um. Perhaps that's perhaps that's more on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have. I haven't. I actually haven't been building. I need to. Um. I need to. I've been. I've been saving my building mojo for the dioramas, which um, which I'll hopefully get soon, if not tomorrow. Um. So I've got the. I've got the Andor speeder chase and the emperor's throne room um diorama coming so very excited to get into those oh, that, that's fantastic they they look they look pretty pretty um uh, i i really like the look of them um i know i've seen a bit of chatter about whether they represent value for money but the thing i really love the dioramas as a as a format it's like it's like the play set but with all the extra bits put in to make it look Nice on a grown-up's shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Shall we talk Star Wars? Since um, since we've started we talking Star Wars, <laughs> start talking Star Wars. There was a very organic segue. Um, Star Wars celebration has just ended in London. It um, has. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of Star Wars to to, to talk about. Um, it's been a week where too much Star Wars is not nearly enough. 
too much Star Wars um, is never a bad thing. I'm not going to complain. I, I'm I'm still struggling with the fact that my my novel of Heir to the Empire is no longer canon. Or is it? They name dropped Heir to the Empire in the Ahsoka trailer. I know, but, so... but, but the story's changed. That's all right. That's... It was a. It it used to be a Luke and Mara Jade. It used to be a Luke and Mara Jade story, and now it's a. Well, it's a whole new world. Now it's a um, whole new world. Now it's now it's an Ahsoka and Hera and. Mm-hmm. Th- well, we've still got a Thrawn story. That's that's yep. kind of kind of nice, but it just just feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so May is coming up, and May is generally generally reserved for all things lego star wars because on may the 4th aka star wars day um that's when all the big um star wars sets for the first half of the year tend to drop so what do we have this year um well we we got two dioramas two dioramas we've got the yeah the throne room and we've got the empire speeder chase both of which have had so many great representations and play sets over the years and i really like the idea of a shelf a shelf edition coming out they're both um return of the jedi 40th anniversary so they come with a commemorative brick um for 40 years of return of the jedi yep which is which is a nice which is a nice bonus um yeah pretty um i would say pretty iconic scenes very diorama worthy Mm. um it's also the twentieth anniversary of Attack of the Clone. Oh, sorry, of the Clone Wars of Attack of the Clones. Should should we have had some um, a, a Clone Wars based diorama as well? I I would love a non original trilogy diorama. So if you're if you, if you're asking, yes. Um, and if so, what would you have done? Ooh, I think an Order sixty six like diorama in the jedi temple would be great <laughs> like and then the plaque would just be like execute order 66 and that's all it's a, that's all you need and you have a bunch of 501st gunning down some younglings um or or you could have anakin with a light you know lighting up his lightsaber ready to you know you know put a few younglings to bed perhaps any of the other locations such as kashik or um or, or, or where where did um where had Obi Wan been chasing chasing down Grievous? Yeah, in if I don't say the location, then I can't get it wrong. <laughs> but you know the one where I mean where Cody then yep. goes to Order sixty six and he makes a break for it. Yeah, let's leave it ambiguous. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, something on Naboo. I feel like the underwater Gungan city would make a really nice diorama oh it would but but so not an attack of the clones so not an episode two thing oh yeah okay all right we're talking episode two my bad um, well that's okay we can talk 25 of um episode one in a couple of years time that's all yeah. right we'll come back to it we'll put a pin in it we'll come I, back to that then i yeah i'm not super familiar with attack of the clones just because that's my least watched um like prequel movie relatable hmm relatable um i don't like sand i feel like that that would be <laughs> hilarious hilarious diorama just, i don't like sand just just put it on a plate 
Put it on a print it on a tile. I don't like sand. Yes, and have... how good would that be? Yeah, <laughs> that would be that that would be that would be terrific. But I think again, um, perhaps the subject matter for Naboo might be a little bit. Sorry, for Tatooine might be a little bit brutal. Um, it certainly would earn the eighteen plus age tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, genocide doesn't necessarily go down well in the Lego audience. Yeah. Um, I don't know the um, what was that genosis battle? Oh, yep, yep, yep. But I feel like that 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 would be maybe a bit more better suited for a like a master builder series. Yeah, just because it's it's so large, you've got a lot of um, yeah, a lot of Jedi there. So you've got an excuse to put in a Republic gunship. You've got an excuse to actually could work quite well as a micro scale. Um, as a microscale diorama, like mm-hmm. um, oh dear, like the trench run, mm-hmm. you know, you can just just have have teeny tiny Jedi, a teeny tiny gunship, and a great big arena with a few little monsters running around, and it would yeah almost globally be panned because it doesn't lack the quality building experience that AFOLs are looking for in a diorama. Mm-hmm. Uh, something something on Camino, like you where you have. Django Fett squaring off against um, Obi Wan, that would that would be that actually that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. You got you know, it's, it's got height. Um, yeah, Django could I, be flying with his jetpack. Yeah, yeah. I would say Camino would probably be the most ideal diorama scene. Mm. If we're doing Attack of the Clones, yes. Mm. It may be easier just to not do Attack yeah. of the Clones. But anyway, back to Return of the Jedi. But back to Return of the Jedi. Back to Return of the Jedi. That's what that's what the people want. People want original so, trilogy, eighteen yeah. plus dioramas. Um, yeah. What were your What were your thoughts when you first saw these sets, Jay? I was just happy to get more dioramas. I wish that there was a more frequent release schedule. Um, last year we got three. This year we got two, um, which is which is which is decent enough. But uh, yeah, so very or happy. Do we, or do we just know about two? Maybe we just are know we just, about. Are we just yeah. going to get a surprise announcement a week out? We might get an Attack of the Clone Star Armor. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they if they launch one later this year with the um, with a you know printed printed tile or printed brick with the yep. Attack of the Clones um, anniversary. That would be cool. Um, but yeah. Um, Emperor's Throne Room is probably, you know, it's probably going to be the most um, in demand and it's the one that, that will get fans excited about. It's got a, you know, it looks really good. It's such a, such an iconic, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the climax of the entire trilogy. And, you know, for so many Star Wars fans, that, that, that scene is just, um, just seared into our brains that you could just yeah. probably just conjure and and um, you know picture it so vividly without even looking at a at a reference photo. That's how iconic that that scene is, and you know it looks great. It works really well as a diorama. You get three minifigures. You get Palpatine. You get Luke, um, and you have Darth Vader. Luke comes with a new hairpiece, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, I you know. It, it, it just looks like a really fun build and I'm you know that that's the first thing I'm gonna build when my when my um, review sets arrive um, 
Endor, the the Endor speeder bike um, scene is it's just okay. Um, I keep getting like like the scene works for me. I like the I like the sense of motion that the speeder bikes have in the scene, but the trees the trees look just a bit too pillory. The, the trees have scope for the trees have scope for improvement, but I think we're dealing with when you, when you consider the originals, which were you know essentially California redwoods, mm. they they're pretty pillory. Y- yes, yes. Um, Are there just not enough of them? Do you think? Not enough, and I don't know. Like I feel like they. Like, it just looks like the trees look odd. We've had some really good trees um, lately in Lego sets, and I, I feel like we may have been spoiled by the tree techniques in Rivendell for the A-frame cabin. There's been a lot of good tree designs um, that, I, that, 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 you know, these ones just feel a bit too... Yeah, they just feel a bit too blocky and a bit too tall and not dense enough. Yeah, I, th- I think it's funny. I, th- I think they they're it's almost accurate. Not... It's accurate. Don't get me wrong, but mm. but as as a diorama, does it work? Yeah, I, I'm. It it works from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it's too small, and you need another tree or two. But yeah, I think given given the constraints of the format. And and I it think it's a important. very small footprint. As well. It looks very small as well. So mm. yeah, but I, th- I think given the constraints of the format, they've achieved what can be achieved. Should mm-hmm. there be a sapling or two, just a smaller tree or a? It's almost like a fall. You need a fallen log somewhere. Yeah, possibly. There we are. There's 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 the way that you can improve it for yourself when it arrives, Jay. Yeah, or a look. Or, or a um, if 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 there's one thing that I could think of to make the scene look a bit more dramatic, is and I'm not sure how I would build this, um, but kind of like an explosion on one of the trees where a poor scout trooper is just you know crashed and 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 is in like crashed and quite literally burned. Yeah, crashed and burned into a tree like you would have like you know a kind of explosion frozen in time like 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 a snapshot i feel like that would make it look a lot more dramatic and fill up the space a bit better mm. um but yeah just me i it, it just feels you know it just feels like there's yeah like um it feels like there's the scope to add something to it it feels very sparse yeah and that's it i think it feels like there's scope for anyone to add something to it um we did have a great little four plus set based on Endor earlier in earlier this year, late last year, that involved a very uh, scaled-down ATST, but also gave us a scout trooper. It gave us an Ewok. Um, and so that, that may actually be a good source of parts to hmm. create something out of that. I'm just going to add some Forest Men. <laughs> and Robin Hood. And Robin Hood. <laughs> On the speeder bikes, being chased by being chased by Prince John, hundred percent. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, okay, so we've got two dioramas, which is, uh, which is great for, for fans of dioramas. Um, look, I, th I think the, like, the Endor set, you could probably just skip it, but the throne room is probably the one to get. Yep. Um, oh, one would improve the, I think the Endor scene. Sorry, I'm just getting, um, just trying to, just trying to think of ways to, like, improve it. Like, if it goes on discount or, like, on clearance, you could connect maybe four of them together to make a giant, you know, proper giant, you know, big um, footprint Endor diorama and just stick an ATSD there and then voila. You've... An, an ATST plus plus an Ewok. Yeah, plus some behind Ewok. A, um, behind a shrubbery. Yeah, and then bam, you've got Ewok Village right there. There um, we go. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's 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 fair and reasonable. Now they're not the only two sets that have been announced for release in the coming real soon um, basket, are they? No. Um, sizing also... up, we also have, um, which I think is probably the sleeper hit um, of the entire um, May the Fourth lineup, is the Superstar Destroyer. The mini superstar destroyer. Well, that sort of, I suppose that one kind of takes the role of the third diorama in the way that perhaps we had the probe droid take the role of the third helmet a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, the, the superstar destroyer looks really sleek. Yeah. And uh, probably the superstar destroyer looks really sleek and uh, probably wasn't actually the one that I was thinking of at the time. Um, but yeah, I it, I quite like that as a scale for for capital ships. Uh, um, when I say scale, I actually mean size. You know, sort of models that you know nicely detailed, about you know six, between six and twelve inches long. It's a good size for a ship. You can swoosh it round if you want. You can display it on a shelf if you want without needing sort of to occupy a large amount of real estate like you need with the UCS Razor Crest or, or Falcon. To clear, to clear or a, a whole, you know, dining table. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, you've got to eat. Yep. Yeah, it looks, it looks, um, that one looks good. I will be picking that up um, on, on, on May the 4th. Um, yep. 100%. Like that's a, like to me, that's a, that's a yes. Um, I want to vote with my wallet and I want to send Lego a message that yes, I want I want more of these. Um, you know, are we calling them MIDI scale, micro scale? Uh, they've well, done this before, but it was a it was a um, it was originally a Comic Con exclusive, and then they cancelled it and sold yeah, it. So they um, did that with the ne with the Nebulon frigate. Yeah. Now that was that was already a that. micro scale. Yeah. And. But the Nebulon frigate is even smaller than a Star Destroyer, and there are these Star Destroyers around the Executor are represented by these little triangular things about four studs long. So, mm. um, but like display wise, like you know, it's, it's it's kind of like a small, like like you know those like small sailboats that people um, uh, who are into you know into ships display on their you know big hardwood mahogany desks in their libraries or studies yeah like it, it reminds me of that and i think that that's why i think that size works yeah or... and it's just, but it's the same with the dioramas it's why the dioramas work as a as mm. 
sets as well. And, you know, why I have dioramas sitting on a few bookshelves, but Rivendell I'm still trying to work out what to do with. Mm-hmm. And and it may displace a roller coaster, which mm-hmm. means I might have to think about what I'm going to do with a roller coaster. Have them battle first, it out. First world RLFM problems. <laughs> um, um, I was actually thinking of the X-Wing. I oh, actually, yes. I actually really like it. I've, I first, I came back to Lego as an adult in about 2008. So the first UCS X-Wing was well and truly discontinued by this stage. And then I still probably wasn't really convinced by, by the next X-Wing that came along in 2013. This one's sort of, I don't know, it's speaking to me in ways that it's not spoken to me before, and um, I'm, I'm really quite interested. I'm starting to feel quite interested in this one. Mm. So, so I might, I might, uh, this might be one that I that I hunt down and actually actually spend some real money on. Yeah, it's um, it looks it looks good. Um, it's a UCS X-wing, so it does exactly what it says so on the box. Yeah. It's been 10 years since the Red 5 X-Wing. Yep. Um, so I think just the right amount of time. Um, yeah. Yeah, some people will say it's the third UCS X-Wing and we still haven't had a UCS insert just about anything else that hasn't had a UCS model in. But I think given the just the sheer iconography of Star Wars and the role that the X-Wing fighter has in that, I think it's very fair and reasonable to be redoing an X-Wing as, as, as a UCS. You know, it, it, we've had a huge number of adults come to the Lego hobby in the last four or five years. and In the last know, 10 years. Yeah. Well, I, I was even just happy to think about in the terms of the, since the adults welcome campaign opened and um you know for a lot of them obtaining the older um x-wings is really just oh it's it's financially prohibitive but also the the way in which building techniques have evolved when you consider that the original x-wing was all all very angular in the pieces used, you know, that was in the era before we had cur- any curved slopes in existence. Um, the X-Wing is not a bulbous thing, but it still features a few curves there and the number of new elements that have arrived even in the last three or four years that I think will probably make a difference to this model. I, th- I think it's... Um, hmm. Print- printed UCS plaque, that's uh, that's new? It It is new. They did this with the Daytona... Ferrari yeah, not for, last not for year. Star Wars set, though. No, yeah. this is the first time they've done it with a Star Wars set, but I think because of the injection point smack bang in the middle of it, I can already feel myself feeling, gee, I hope they include a sticker so if I want to use a sticker, I can just put a <laughs> smack bang over the top and get rid of that imperfection caused by the um, moulding process. Does this warrant a new mould? Hashtag um, new mould, yes. Um, hashtag bring back the sticker sheet. <laughs> If you I, I'm, stickers back. I'm I'm increasingly of the opinion that stickers aren't totally evil. No, no, they're not. No. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I I like the X-wing. Like it's 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 a lot more 
you know, like you say, it looks it's it's so much more detailed. Um, the designers have access to a much larger um, inventory of elements and parts to draw from. You know, we've had advances in you know build techniques, like you said. So yeah, I'm. I think it's great. It's probably the best looking UCS X Wing, just because it's the most modern one. It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like buying a car, like a computer, like you know the the newest model is always going to be slightly better. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, and it's it's really not targeted at people who already own the Red 5 um, from 10 years ago. I don't think it's, you know, it's it's worth the space to, or, or, or the price if you already have that one, because it's a, it's a, it's, it's an improvement, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a marginal-ish improvement. And, mm. you know, with, with Lego releasing two UCS sets every year, one big one, one giant one, and one um, small one um, each year, you, you you're much better off just saving for the next one if you already have the red the red. Part. Yeah, I think I think you know be be grateful that you you have the opportunity to save. Yeah, save save a few hundred dollars and um, you'll have the opportunity to get rid of that money soon enough. Yeah, the Luke Skywalker minifigure is amazing though. Like it's like you know, in his in his pilot outfit, it's amazing. I may not have paid enough attention to it. That's embarrassing. Mm. Printing is amazing. Like it's got printing on every single surface. Oh yes. It's such a shame that the um, yes, it's a, yes, it's so it's got a new new print on the torso which joins up with the legs for the hose on the chest unit it's got arm printing it's got front of leg printing and interestingly it looks these lines look slightly less regimented than they have they're, they're they almost look like they've been drawn freehand rather than um than using a ruler mm-hmm. um so it looks he looks far more uh, almost almost like a comic character I don't know if this was an effect they were going for. I'm not sure if I'm going to incur wrath of people by suggesting such a thing. It's Star Wars. They're gonna they're gonna get upset no matter what. Well, yeah, I just don't want them to be upset with me. <laughs> There's no good picture mm. of his legs from the side. Oh, the legs don't have printing on the side. Oh no. They've but but he's got dual molded legs, so mm. we do still have the black boots. Still looks pretty good. We have no idea if he's got anything printed on his back. I sure hope so. Sure hope so. But otherwise, you'll just spend him, spend your life with him standing very, very close mm. to that um, to that plaque, so that you can't see that the back's got nothing. So that you can't see the nothing on the back. But we don't know whether there's something or nothing on the back. I suspect there will be something on the back because. They do seem to be making these UCS minifigures now to be a little more special than other minifigures, but aiming for them not to be exclusive characters. Mm-hmm. So that was certainly the upshot of things last year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Yeah. Do we know anything else about what's happening with Star Wars as far as gifts with purchase yet or not? We'll find uh, out about those over the next week or two, won't we? Well, there's always there's always one um, May the 4th gift with purchase, so we'll find 
that out soon, I guess. Mm. Um, and yeah, and then to, to just wrap it all up, there's also a Brickheads. Uh, oh, yes, of course. We have the Heroes of Endor. Heroes of Endor. Going hard on Return of, um, Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, so that's that's the, that's the I believe that's the last um, Star Wars set to round out the May the 4th release. We window. still have General Solo. We still don't have Nia Numb. Hmm. The Solustans are underrepresented in minifigure form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, there's one other thing that's just sort of arrived in the inbox, which um, by the time this podcast makes it to the air will have been announced for real. And that's sort of staying on the space theme, I guess, that, that Star Wars lets us begin on. And that's um, the new idea set, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if people remember this. This is, oh, let's get the number right. This is set eight, uh, 21340, Tales of the Space Age by, um, it's from Lego Ideas contributor John Carpenter. Um, possibly not his real name. And this is a series of vignettes that hark back to, I'm going to call them simpler times, don't you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the, 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 the golden age of space exploration. Mm. And, and I think really almost sort of the golden age of science fiction associated with that age of exploration um where these are a series of they're almost wall plaques they measure about 12 studs wide about 14 or 15 bricks high um two bricks deep with a small ledge at the bottom that makes it four bricks deep um and they depict a number of sort of almost iconic science fiction images don't they we have the comet flying across the night sky being tracked by a couple of radio telescopes we have the rocket blasting off against a sunset um leaving billows of smoke behind we have the small planet being explored by a rover while there's sort of a, a, a kind of weird eclipsy effect going on with the two moons around the planet. So this could well almost be a Mars with a Curiosity rover. And then we've got another that feels way more alien. It's sort of got a green sky. Uh, there's a ringed planet up above and it's hard to work, make out all of the details but I, I wonder if we've got two black-suited spacemen exploring the surface of the planet, or are they? Or is it a microscale city? Or they look like alien silos. Yeah. But again, again, it could be whatever you want them to be. So. It could indeed. It's um, not entirely clear. I do feel I've. Well, look. By now, you've have the opportunity to see the pictures and work out for yourselves. Um, it's pretty convenient that we got some uh, some baby um, that we got some baby classic space minifigures just a few months before. Oh, so. absolutely! They'll they'll you know be able to have them go nicely with this. And um, the other thing is, you know, for an ideas set, this is 
this is one of the, I suppose, one of the more affordable idea sets that we've had for a while. It's got 688 pieces. It retails for $49.95 US or $79.99 Australian dollars. Um, you can argue about whether or not it represents good value for money, I suppose, but I quite like the look of these. They're certainly very striking. Um, I remember when these images were just teased up before they even went up on ideas uh, by the creator and it it was it just every one of them you. they just grabbed you they've the the design style is iconic it's got lovely consistent design language the composition um, is great the colors are the colors are you know the colors are, are very nice to look at um, we even we even get one more um I'm going to call them posters, even though they're not really poster sized. Um, but but you even get you get one more than we originally saw on the um, in the ideas submission, which which is nice because it sort of fills out. You've sort of got a blues, a sky that's got the blues, another sky that's got the oranges, another that's sort of got the pinky purplies, and so having another one with the green is quite nice. Mm -hmm. um, what do you have a favourite of these, Jay? Uh, I think for me, it's the, it's the one with the rocket, um, blasting off. Mm. Uh, that one is, you know, it, um, you know, captures, um, captures a sense of motion. Yep. Uh, composition is great. Your eyes just kind of start with the, um, with the, with the smoke cloud and then it traces the trajectory of the rocket. And then you're staring at some uh, a constellation of stars in space. Um, mm. that, that, that one's nice. I really like the uh, technique that they use for the moon on the, um, oh, yeah, on 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 the Mars scape. Um, that one's done very well as well. Um, I, for me, for me, Todd, I'll, I'll I'll need to see the these in person because I think the 3D effect of these. Um, of these, these we're calling them vignettes. Mm. Um, the the 3D effect is going to be what um, elevates them beyond um, you know what you see on screen. Yeah. I think that's going to be a very underrated aspect of these sets because there's just enough depth um, for your eyes to kind of play around with. I think looking at images on the screen, yeah, they look very pretty, but they will impress once you see them in person. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I get the feeling that that 3D is probably best done with the billowing smoke, but I can see that the others have just got enough detail on the surface just to make make them pretty inspiring. And look, there are a few little differences compared to the to the index models, mm -hmm. but I I, th I think the designers have done it justice. They've not taken too many liberties with them here. Yeah, it's very classy. It's very classy, and. I think most importantly, so um, they they're going to be priced at eighty Australian dollars mm. and fifty euros or fifty USD and forty five um, pounds um, in the UK, and they'll be released on the fifth of May. So one day after Star Wars Day, when people are still going to be in um, you know space mode or you know they'll have they'll have space on their minds and, and there's uh, often still going to be a star wars um 
a, a Star yeah. Wars special of some description on at that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's the pr- the price was is the price was expected because these are quite basic um, builds. So you know, I I, I don't think um, I don't think Lego could have strayed too far. Um, I think they had a you know. I think Lego probably had a psychological 50 euro, 50 USD um, price in mind with this set because it's um, it's not too cheap that it feels, you know, less like a premium product. Um, but at the same time, it's accessible enough. It's within the range of um, the botanicals and that price point. And yep. yeah, and, and that's probably why they decided to include a fourth um portrait to this to you know to beef up the overall offering um so i think i think i think it's priced pretty fairly for 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 what you're getting and mm. it's like an art piece like some people are going to look at this and go oh it's just a bunch of plates a bunch of um a bunch of you know one by four bricks why am i paying so much for it but it's the you know i i feel like it's because it's because it's an art piece in um in in so many ways it's not so much about what your you know the components that go into the set but more of the overall experience and psychological benefits that you would get from you know being able to display this on your desk or in your home or on your um somewhere in your office and go wow you know this is a really nice thing to look at because you don't you don't typically get that with a lot of um a lot of lego sets and what I think made all the difference with the original um, Lego Ideas project by, um, I believe it's John Carter, was just how just how it just didn't look like Lego mm. when, when you first looked at it. And I think they nailed that aesthetic here with, um, with Tales of the Space Age. So, yeah. And... And it looks like you've got the choice as well between leaving them on the on your shelf, but you can even wall mount them as well. They've got the little technique element on the mm. tucked in the back to allow you to take that extra liberty with them. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be a hit. the The, the, the price is, is accessible enough for you know for for people who want to buy these as gifts for other people. Um, it's not gonna. It's not. There's no sticker shock if you're a Lego fan because this is this is as low as you'll get for a for a eighteen plus adult targeted set. I think. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. And uh, yeah, I'm actually quite excited to see how these look in in yeah. real life. The yeah. the initial pictures look great, um, but yeah, quite excited to see how they how they, they they shape up. They I know what it's they're reminding me of. They're reminding me of nineteen sixties science fiction novel covers. Ah, I wasn't born then, so But yeah, but they, they, they look like old pulp Yep. Pulps space comic or book covers. Yeah. Um, um a minifigure that that would go really well with this mm-hmm. would be that classic space action hero guy with the the blaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's a it's a it's you know like the botanicals. It's also a very easy to replicate format, and I think that this will hopefully inspire builders and Lego fans to design their own 
space-aged themed um, mm. artwork and you know given given the affinity that you know so many of us have with lego classic space you know it would be very easy to um to to you know to to, to bring that to life you to know, adapt with, adapt the format with the gray craters um as the, as, as the base with a galaxy explorer flying in the sky there's there's a lot that you could do here fantastic yeah, yeah. So very excited for these um when they release on the 5th of may mm. very interesting release date but i guess they didn't want to you know get lost in the star wars day um madness mm. no and i think i think that'll that'll be um interesting to see how they go with the opening but you know it's an idea set will be around for a while mm. those star wars sets they'll be around for a while as well yeah certainly time to work out whether they're ones that you want or not mm-hmm. um which yeah, there are certainly certainly a couple of them are very desirable mm. um in the meantime, we're going to continue with our little sorting project. We've got Bendigo Bricks this weekend. I've got um, a lot of uh, organization and clearing up to do myself. So, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's hard to get to, to kind of move between sorting and, like, tidying up and, like, building. I feel like it's, yeah, it's very jarring to kind of move between both. Yes, yes. I've I, I found, though, that, that my lack of sorting has perhaps made my normal building area just to... It's just got a little bit out of control, and so I look forward to getting that sorted, and I think that will get us all in a better frame of mind for doing some more building soon. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Well, Jay, I think that's about all that we've got time for today. Thank you, everyone, for coming to join us. Thank you for those of us that have sent us uh, messages via twitter or instagram or via email at extra pieces pod or extra pieces pod at gmail.com we love getting your feedback and and your ideas and and thanks um, thanks to everyone for um you know leaving five star reviews on our um apple podcasts uh project or giving us a thumbs up um wherever you listen to this podcast i think on spotify you can you can thumbs up um episodes um but yeah thank you so much for that we really appreciate we really appreciate all of that, um, and it goes a long way in helping other LEGO fans find our podcast. So, And, of course, feel free just to directly refer us to your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just forcibly just, you know, put some headphones on them and make them listen to um, a 60-minute, hour-plus podcast about LEGO. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. You've got to do. It's far easier to listen to something rather than watch something while you're building or sorting. I reckon. Well, that's how we got our first few listeners. So, yeah, it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. Oh well, folks. Well, until next time, I'm Richard from the Rambling Brick, and I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog, and these are the extra pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.